Hey everybody, just real quick before the show started, uh, this is Steve, and I just wanted to let you know, for all the latest information on our podcast, hit us up on Twitter at EILF Movies, that's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art, or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday, or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict. Uh, basically, Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy. With a one last plot holes a gratuitous movies. It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy. gentlemen i'm steve and i'm izzy and this is everything, everything i learned from movies and tonight oh tonight oh uh, we are continuing nick august cage yes the most wonderful, wonderful time of the year, year with 2017's <laughs> mom and dad yeah but we're not alone <gasps> Should I put on my special pants? Nope, no need for that. Because uh, <laughs> joining us, we have Sam from Movie Reviews and 20 Qs. Yeah! Welcome, Sam. Hi, guys. How the hell do I follow that? You guys are so professional and awesome. This is amazing. Right <laughs> <on>. <laughs> 
Flattery will get you everywhere, my friend. Uh, Stroke. Well, what do I have easy. to do? Like, do I have to do a little song and dance? I don't know what to do here. <laughs> you got to work it out with your co-host, man. <laughs> true. true. But, ooh, we, we we might have to make a little uh, theme song for him. Or something. <gasps> Steve's no. great at making theme songs. <laughs> he totally is. Did you ever? Did we ever record your one for Besotted Geek and send it to them? Oh no. <laughs> Nope, we did not. <laughs> we need to make that happen. Wait, wait, wait. Let's see. Uh, besotted Geek tonight. Peacock and some douche, and they're probably going to fight. I have no idea what's going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but, all right, before we get into Mom and Dad, uh, Sam, you want to tell us a little bit about movie reviews and 20 Qs if for some reason people aren't listening to it already? absolutely so movie reviews and 20 cues does exactly what it says on the tin we take a movie and we throw 20 questions at it and we see what comes out we ask 10 questions that can be applied to any film and one of our most common questions is how would you have incorporated Nicolas cage into this film hence why i think i'm here on your guys podcast tonight yeah, yeah. we need a Nicolas cage expert to help us out with this one a fellow cage connoisseur as you were <laughs> yeah. exactly i am definitely a cageophile uh whatever that is i'm i'm that <laughs> okay, a <uh>, smaller cage. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. Totally. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I'm in. Uh, Sam, are, are you drinking anything on your end? I am. I am drinking a local pilsner that is quite delicious. Ooh, Ooh give us a name so that uh, if we're ever allowed off of our out of out of our prison state that is Escape from LA or New York or US, uh, we could we could try it. <laughs> Oh, cool. Excellent. It is a New Zealand pilsner called Emerson's Pilsner, and it comes from uh, Christchurch. It's it's quite tasty. I actually have two different pilsners on my table, and the other one is a Pony Island Pilsner, which is a local brewery that's literally a kilometre from my house that sees me way more than they should. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I used to live across the street from a brewery. That gets dangerous. <laughs> we, we lived three blocks from a brewery where we got oh, engaged. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we were the first engagement they ever had there. <laughs> <laughs> Almost amazing. had our wedding there. No. Um, <laughs> but babe, I'm a little thirsty. Do we have anything to drink here? Let's we see. do. Steve, what do you got there to drink? Uh, let's see. Ooh, from Silver Reef Brewing Company in St. George, Utah. We have their... Fresh and Juicy Session India Pale Ale. Yeah, I also have one of these. uh, Let's see, an unfiltered, refreshing session-style India Pale Ale with tropical hot flavors and a malty backbone. Mmm. Yeah. I'll have a moment while I uh, pop my top. 5% alcohol by volume. Oh, his top. Nice. I've already popped my top, guys. (laughs) Foaming up. Yeah, yeah. This one uh, definitely has got some live yeast. I noticed it's a little foamy, Mm -hmm. but absolutely delightful. And I was able to pick these up at our uh, our local Asian market, which you know is always great. Nice. Oh man! (laughs) Wow, that is juicy and effervescent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with the the bubbles coming right out, it's like yeah, it, uh, it'll swell in my stomach, and I'll be <laughs> farting like a daisy later. Aww. So. You're so good at pillow talk. I know, right? <laughs> he keeps me warm at night. <laughs> this, this is how I keep my lady juicy. Anyway, by you the guys way, guys, leave? <laughs> add some romance to your relationship instead of referring to them as farts. Refer to them as secrets. That's right. That way, you can be like, babe, I'm gonna have a lot of secrets tonight. Right. You share secrets with the ones you love. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty good little, uh, yeah, tropical IPA. Yeah, check it out. Silver Reef, St. George. Delicious. Oh, but 2017's Mom and Dad. 
from director writer director Brian Taylor. Who's he, Steve? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, he's actually of the legendary directing and writing team of Neville Dean and Taylor. Yeah! Yeah. Who uh, made such cinematic masterpieces as Crank and Crank High Voltage. Yeah! Gamer. Yeah! Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Woo! I just realized something, babe. We haven't done either Crank movie yet. I know. We've been saving it. That's right. Are yeah. we doing Stay September? Or are we just doing, like, a month dedicated to Crank, even though it's only two, like, 80-minute movies? <laughs> Maybe. Um, and they also sort of wrote the Jonah Hex movie, but... <laughs> apparently someone else came in directed and completely rewrote everything and i think they were going to lean a little harder into the incest part but <laughs> <laughs> it's like old boy but in the old west <laughs> <laughs> it's old west boy anyway uh, but yeah yeah the the incredible team uh since broken up unfortunately so yeah brian taylor so directed sad. this one on his own um and i think he, he does that tv series happy too which i haven't seen but it looks like it's up my aisle. Uh, up my alley. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, I'd give it a try. Yeah, Chris. I think Chris Maloney's the main guy in it, but yeah. Yeah, well, I've I've watched a couple of episodes of that. I think Patton Oswalt's in it as well. As a oh. voice or something, maybe. Yeah, I think he's or maybe the I'm voice thinking of something happy. else, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I seem to remember. Yeah, uh, Patton Oswalt's the voice of Happy. We have to see if it's yes. streaming. I th- yeah. Oh wait, it's on Stars, isn't it? I think so. Oh, we have to. Okay, we got the Stars Channel right, we, now. We have something else to binge, everybody. Woo! As <laughs> soon as we're done with Deep Space Nine. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and of course, Sir Nicholas Cage as Brent. Woo! Selma Blair as Kendall. Uh, Lance Henriksen as Mel. A special cameo from Bokeem Woodbine, which came out of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and, and the kids in this movie, Ann Winters and Zachary Arthur, not bad. They do a good yeah. job. Yeah, not bad. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Sam, do you remember your first time watching this movie? Absolutely I do. It was a chilly night in 2017. I remember uh, just sitting down on the couch with my wife and saying, hey, do you want to watch this uh, quite lovely film about a mother and a father trying to form a bond and connection with their child? And about half an hour into it, my wife realized what the ruse was all about and didn't talk to me for about 24 hours. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, this I, was try, I try these things. I try doing Friday Night Horrors, and I try to slip one past through every now and then. But uh, no, my wife, Stacey, sometimes joins me on the podcast. It's way too smart for us. Oh, way too smart for me. And uh, yeah, I d- definitely remember the first time watching it. And I've since watched it maybe three or four times. And so when you floated the idea, Steve, of coming on and said, hey, here's all the Nicolas Cage films. You can pick one. I was just like, oh, mum and dad, I'm there. Nice. So is she not a horror movie fan? No, she's she's not a movie fan really. So it's been a slow, but it's it's we're wearing her down. We're wearing her down. I mean, you guys recently guested on our episode of the Wicker Man, and um, I watched some of that with her, and she even started defending the Wicker Man when I started pointing out some of the logical fa- fallacies in it and stuff like that. She's and so I think we've slowly converted her. I think she's coming around to horror films and you know just sheer batshit insane films in general. So you're bringing her over to the dark side. I am. We'll have, we'll have to have her on when we uh, discuss jujitsu then. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I think it just came a little. Right. <laughs> I, I was afraid the uh, the end of that story was going to end with her going, I'm pregnant, and then like walking away and not talking to you for three days. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> babe, do you remember your first time watching this movie? Uh, yes, this was one of the first movies that... Uh, Google had finally pinned down my algorithm. I kind of take pride in the fact that Facebook and Google 
cannot pin down my algorithm. I'm an artist. I'm always Googling really random stuff. Plus, we do the podcast. I'm always Googling random things. They have no idea. But uh, this was one of the first ones where a little pop-up came up and said, uh, Hey, we've noticed you've seen a lot of Nick Cage movies. Do you know that Mom and Dad is coming out? <laughs> and I was like, Hey, Steve, what's this? And he was like, Oh, I read the... What is the thing that you, you uh, read? Dark Horizons. The Dark yeah, Horizons yeah. on that. We should watch that. And uh, yeah, we snuggled up on the... Our, that was on our tiny couch. Tiny couch, yeah. Tiny see. couch in our tiny, uh, tiny apartment with a couch so small that Steve and I sitting next to each other on the couch, there was not room for a cat between us. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, I look for those days sometimes. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we snuggled up with the uh, Master Troy and the Piccolis Cage and prepared to watch the finest film we'd, we'd see probably that year. Yeah, it was, it was up there. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, okay, so this movie starts off, and uh, <laughs> the first thing we see is, like, a mom with a, like uh, in, like, a minivan with, like, a, a little kid with a car seat in the back, and then she just gets out and walks off, and you see... Oh, and it's brilliant film editing, because you don't see the kid, you just kind of see the hair of it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. like, you don't get to see, like, its smiling face or anything, it's yeah. just... it's. I, I really liked it, I like the way they cut that scene. Yeah, but she just walks away, and you realize, wait a minute... That van's on the railroad tracks, and there's a train coming. Yeah. <laughs> what a way to start, eh? Like, yeah. What a way <laughs> to establish this is what this movie's about, and <laughs> you know. Now you know. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not in the first five seconds, you're not going to be in. So, yeah. If you're not into this, this is not your movie. Absolutely. I like movies that declare themselves that way. Oh, yeah. Well, and then you got like the 70s grindhouse kind of... Yeah, uh, credits at the beginning I'd and everything. I'd forgotten about, and... about that, but it was mm. yeah, it was super seventies. Like the music was great. <laughs> I mean, the music by Mr. Bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so for, it, there's a there's a girl on the phone, a little teenage girl. She's on the phone with I guess her boyfriend or whatever, um, and then she's interrupted by her brother buzzing and saying, "Mom, aren't you downstairs?" And then throwing underwear at her face is that what that was yeah yeah it was his it was his underwear oh yeah absolutely yeah which later much later in the movie there will be a flashback scene where he's in those underwear going under the parents bed finding an object oh that's right so that was earlier that morning yeah gross Mm. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, toss the undies at her, uh, then they go downstairs, and they're having, you know, the, the typical family breakfast where, you know, everyone's an asshole and nobody actually eats the food being prepared yeah. by the housekeeper. You know how we, it goes, We meet right? their nanny. Yeah, uh, Sue? Sue Yi or something like that? And Kiao Sue Yi? Yeah, and her little daughter's there, too, uh, yeah. Lisa or Leah or something like that. Oh, and they, oh, this family, this family is white privilege. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> they're all awful yeah oh god they're, they're just like just cracking each other and like horrible to sue ye and stuff like not intentionally just not, not like oh you're ugly blah 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 just more like underhanded comments yeah. and shit well, it's like oh grandpa's coming over tonight he's gonna tell us all those vietnam stories how oh, i stabbed all those charlies oh sorry sue ye i'm chinese <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Chinese is not Charlie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then the cage is like mean to her daughter. 
Yeah. Oh, so so my my it's most realistic right. yeah. part of this is when they're talking about the train crash or whatever on the news, <laughs> and yeah. it's like, oh yeah, the, the mother gave no reason for why she left her child in the van on the train tracks, and the cage is like, well, always do what your mom says. <laughs> when that scene happened the very first time we watched it it's like oh this is steve as a dad yeah. <laughs> <Pretty> much. <laughs> that's 100 percent something my dad would have said to us oh. but uh, yeah so uh after this whole thing uh yeah the daughter steals like a hundred bucks from her mom's purse or whatever um and then there's like that awkward ass drive to school where it's the the mom and the daughter and the mom's like we never talk anymore yeah. i just you used to we used to be best friends and i'm just i want that back mom i'm not your little girl anymore oh my god it's not my fault you have no life oh I'm well like, oh. i just think you're always thinking about dick anymore oh mom <laughs> and i'm wondering where that train is you know right <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> It's like, oh, this is why hamsters eat their children. (laughs) Meanwhile, back at the house, uh, little kid's like playing with his toys or whatever on the ground. And you see Nick Cage kind of stand behind him and look at him for a second. And the music kind of wells up and he rushes at him, picks him up and body slams him on the couch and starts tickling him. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's how you play with a boy right there. The the use of sound in this movie is just brilliant. Yeah, the soundtrack and just the the weird like it's almost like a, like a hissing noise or whatever. Like it's, comes it's up like the, the sat static. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, I'm like that scene. I'm absolutely fine with him picking him up and then tickling him. That's fine. But when he flips him over and starts spanking him, I was like, mm, okay. Oh, yo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that got a little um. weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then the kid like like throws the ball at him and hits him in the face, and then he just gives oh. him that like death stare for like oh, three yeah. seconds. <laughs> Most realistic scene in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, uh, did you guys have fun dads? Oh yeah, I did not have a fun dad. Sam, did you have a fun dad? Uh, not really, no. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the whole like tickling, throwing things at your dad. No, you don't throw things at dad. Well, no, you don't do that. But yeah. <laughs> you throw a football, and you make sure he's ready for it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Eh, Todd yeah. has never caught a football in his life. Well. <laughs> That, that that's true <laughs> uh, well okay so also having the dad who used to have like the old uh the old car in the garage and everything he's got we did Nick- have that because my dad was an antique automotive yeah. mechanic so we always had i mean it was always someone else's car but there were model a's and roadsters and all sorts of cool so we had a stanley steamer steam car for a while oh nice we had an Elvis Gray lady that uh, had immigration issues. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, so when, so when like Nick Cage goes to check out his old uh, his old Trans Am he's got in there and he starts basically having a flashback of doing donuts and I assume snorting, snorting cocaine off uh, bare titties and uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we've all been there. Am I right, Sam? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I did that on the way to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it right Nick now. Cage- <laughs> oh, is that what that background was? <sighs> yeah. Nick Cage's flashbacks in this movie are so fucking great. Oh, yeah. They're just... fucking amazing, yeah. And again, like the use of sound, like there are some flashbacks that aren't even full flashbacks for him. It's just noises, but you know what's happening in his head. <laughs> Dad, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
meanwhile at school, uh, the daughter got dropped off and she's in the class with, you know, the cool teacher who, uh, <laughs> you know, snatches people's phones and, uh, you know. Uses them to text other students. Yeah. Fuck it, he's... I... Where do I know him from? Where do I know him from? I don't know. He kind of looks like Eric Andre. He does a bit. He but... does look like Eric Andre, but I, I know him from somewhere. I know him from... Oh, I feel like he's a character off. actor. Like, it's probably one of those things that he's been in, like, an episode of everything. He has. He is one of those guys that literally has just popped up in everything. I've literally just brought up his IMDb, and it's just like, oh, yeah, that's right, he is in that. Oh, yeah, he is in that. Oh, he is in that. So yeah. he's actually in the Happy TV series, but, yeah, he's in, like, the Punisher TV series on Netflix, and he's been in, like, um, The Perfect Storm, Lady in the Water, like, stuff like that, like, just pops up in real random places, but, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm looking at his IMDb picture right now. That is a gorgeous oh, yeah. gray mane that is he's a, got on. Oh, Steve, I want you to grow your hair out like that. Me too. <laughs> we'll start braiding it at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's in the yeah. cranks. There we go. That's where I know him from. He's in, well, he's in crank too, at least. And he's in the yeah. in gamer. So, yeah, no, that's where I know him from. Yeah. So oh, he's, so he's he, like one of their buddies. Or, so yeah. Yeah. and Taylor flavor. <laughs> nice. Exactly. Oh, okay, and then and then around this time is also when uh, the 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 kid, the the son or whatever, mm-hmm. I don't know, finds a dead or di- dying bird or whatever across the street, puts it in yeah. a box and puts it in the back of uh, the Trans Am, and I'm like, the fuck is that kid doing? Right? <laughs> oh, I mean, I get that like he found an animal, he wants to save it, he doesn't want to tell any of the adults, but. You don't hide it in dad's car. That's like yeah. hiding shit from parents 101. Yeah, no shit. You might as well be hiding it under his pillow or something. Right? You know, like, yeah. But but apparently it's, he, he like steps away from it like five seconds, comes back, and then it's like flies are already buzzing around it. Like it's dead, dead. Because I think it was dead, dead. He just didn't realize it. Oh, uh, well. But then uh, the garage door opens and Nicolas Cage is there. And he's like, hey, buddy, where are you going? Oh, oh, God damn it. Oh fuck! <laughs> what? No! Oh, it smells like ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's what's his nuts? Uh, the, the kid like runs off, and uh, yeah, basically, then you hear <laughs> you, you, you like see him like eyes wide open, and you hear like thunk, splat, thunk, splat. Yeah, and then it like cuts back to the school or whatever at that point. Oh no, it cuts to the mom and her jazzercise class That's or right. whatever. Oh my god, and the mom's face in this jazzercise class is me and being a chunky girl pretty much my whole life in any exercise class with the hot, the quote-unquote hot girls, just rolling my eyes like they're playing the music that's like way too hip for cardio kickboxing, the instructor's just way too fucking into it, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but, that's that's my my look. Well, you know, babe, it's not about being healthy. It's about being hot. Right. That, that's why you work out. Am I right, Sam? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I have also been a chunky <laughs> woman in a lot of exercise classes, so I know where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. 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 When you were a young, chunky teenager, it's hard, right? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, uh, so yeah, we get uh, the, the mom, Kendall, or whatever her name is, played by Selma Blair, and her, her friend, they're just talking in, I don't know, being, being they, Karen's. A, they had to go get a Starbucks afterwards. Oh, yeah. Carb load. Uh, Sorry, you're but, talking about like white privilege. Like the fact that this girl has stolen a hundred dollars off her mother, and then her mother's just like, oh, "I'm sure I had a hundred dollars in here." Oh well. 
was like, what the fuck? How, how do you not miss $100? Come on, man. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me replay this uh, in my house growing up. I'm going to steal $100 from my mom. Yeah. My mom has 27 cents in her purse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was exactly the same for me, man. Like, you go into the air. Like, mine was always like, they're not going to miss 10%. So you open up their wallet. I was like, okay, cool. I've got, like, like $2.50. Cool, I can take 25 cents. Sweet. <laughs> Right. <laughs> they're not going to miss this 25 cents perfect i'm out of here they'll give me a snickers bar right i don't know <laughs> in new zealand yeah. they'll probably buy you a quarter of a snickers bar so yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's, it's like that here now too but i, I was yeah. i was thinking back in the 90s you know <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah. used to be able to get chiclets in california for like 10 cents oh yeah even from, when i was a kid from the kids down in tijuana yeah i know no no no. we <laughs> just had them in the 7-elevens what <laughs> That's how Hispanic California is. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then we cut back to the school, and the teacher's talking about planned obsolescence. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, Izzy brought this up. Okay, so there's really not an explanation given for what happens next, mm-hmm. but it's it's basically implied that it's like the technology that's mm-hmm. that's causing all this, right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Because it always seems to start when, like, the TV starts going to static or... The radio starts going yeah. to static. It's something in... There's something in the static. Sorry, I'm going to fold some paper. That's fine. Because the cat's trying to get to it and I'm going to sit on it. <laughs> Poe is obsessed with digging in this thing. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. This is the one she spilled water on the other day when I was taking notes. All right. Well, now you're hiding her her, wander, her water under your butt. Exactly. <laughs> it evaporated. Yeah. But yeah, it's whenever the static. It's whenever the. Excuse me while I murder some cats. That's alright. Just a minute. We, have, we haven't locked up the cats, so of course oh, good. they know we're podcasting. Let's go play upstairs! And... Let's go play upstairs! Yeah! Let's go, Bubba! Let's go, Kevin! <laughs> Bye forever. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to be great parents. <laughs> <laughs> The look on their little furry faces when Ooh. I closed that door was like, wait, what? <laughs> What's happening? Aww. You're supposed to feed us. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that. Yeah. So, uh, so then, uh, the teacher gets a call on, uh, on a landline in the office or in the, the classroom. It's like, I'm sure schools still have the, uh, the hardwired cause it's like the, oh, the yeah. inner, inner school system. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They probably do. Yeah. Good point. I mean, didn't your your guys' school have the phones that didn't actually call out? They only called, like, to the office of the library? Well, yeah, but I'm old as fuck, so... <laughs> this is New Zealand, man. We only got them, like, three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's like, I got, I got my first cell phone when I had my child, you know? Oh, pretty much. We, we had, like, we had cups and strings. Is that what you're talking about? We definitely had them at our school. Yeah. <laughs> Little Dixie cups and strings. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We... <laughs> I better tell the Prime Minister about this. Oi! Andy! It was exactly like that, man. We, we had to send smoke signals to our school to let our teachers know if we were too sick to come to school because we had the TV or something. You know, it was it was like that. So our school had phones, but um, I remember when I got into when I got into middle school and that happened again right when I got into high school, due to budget cuts, they had to rip out the lockers. Ooh. Which... Weesh. I'm going to argue it costs more money to rip them out than to just leave them there. Absolutely. But I, they were no, selling them for metal or something? That's just it. You've been to Orangevale, Steve. Do you uh, think they just took them to the scrapyard for, for to get scrap weight? Probably. <laughs> probably wasn't even like, the school that did it. It was probably some metal collector that just came in and was just like, no one will notice. 
It's like, no, no, I got this piece of paper here. Go ahead and verify it. In the meantime, I'll start pulling. But I also grew up in farm country where you could bring your, you could have your rifle in the rifle rack of your truck as long as you didn't take it out. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Complete opposite of New Zealand. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, Sam, they're in New Zealand. Uh, How many gun deaths do you have a a year? (laughs) Yeah. Um, what's another number that rhymes with a hero? <laughs> That's a, yeah, zero. <laughs> so, so slightly less than COVID cases? <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. So, All right. Just, just wanted to check. Steve, God, growing up, how many guns were on the dinner table <laughs> I mean, when your dad got home from work? Well, he usually kept them in the display case, you know, the <laughs> 20 or so he wanted to display. But, uh, but, but you know, my dad was a cop, so... See, he had his, his work gun, at least, you know, sitting next to him, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, you know. In case you were giving him lip, he, he wanted to do you know, like, hey, hey, respect your mother, or, you know, something like that. It's amazing, like, complete opposite. Here in New Zealand, we have, like, hunting rifles and shotguns. No one owns pistols whatsoever at all. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's just insane for us to see this in films where everyone or even hear about stories about people having guns it's just like what the fuck like oh well i mean i mean you guys have to keep the orcs at the gates so you know it's understandable <laughs> yeah so we do have a lot of swords and bows that's true and my axe so you know there is there is a bit of that man if only i could show you the wonders of a semi-automatic rifle <laughs> meanwhile we <laughs> i'd love to see I've a told this story on the podcast in a while Meanwhile, we found out about my dad's felony when he got his 20th gun, because that's what triggers the felony search. You can have 19 before they just have to make sure you've got them locked up. You can have more than 20. They just have to do an inspection. So so in New Zealand, if you want one, they have to do an inspection, and they interview your partner to see if you're of sound of mind. You've got to have a locked case that's bolted to the ground so that no one can like steal the case and run off into the night with it. It's, it's like, you know, it's very hard to own a gun and you get like psychologically tested and a whole bunch of other stuff. And yeah, as a result, we don't have mass shootings. So yeah, well, we've had, we've had two in the last 50 years. <laughs> but you let the militias run wild and take over your government. Yeah, 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 there we go. Enough gun safety, guys. Meanwhile, <laughs> we have gun shows which where they rent yeah. out the fairgrounds to sell guns to people. <laughs> Uh, so, so slightly different gun control laws is what I'm hearing. Right. Slightly different, yeah, just slightly different. We, 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 okay, we do have uh, pistol ranges where you can go and use a pistol, but it's like it's like a range where you walk in and a guy holds the pistol and then you basically hold it in his hands and shoot down the range and then give it back to him straight after you finish using it. Like you can't just wander around, bring your own pistol or anything like that. Like it's impossible to own a pistol here. Well, yeah, sounds like you guys got it all together. All right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, back back at the school. Okay. Oh yeah, what, what movie are we talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about <laughs> so mom and dad. Yeah, mom and dad, and there are many, many guns. No, um, but yeah, the school like the, all the parents are standing outside the gates, and uh, like a, a fire alarm or something gets pulled, so all the kids are like standing out in the yard and. There's just a bunch of screaming going on, and it's like, wait, what's going on? Why is everybody out here? Why can we not understand one another? Peas and carrots. I don't know. And then, uh, oh, God, how's it start? Like, uh, well, the- oh, that's right. One of the little kids, like, jumps over the gate to get to his parents and then gets yeah. stabbed with fucking keys. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the uh, the daughter and a girl even worse than her. Yeah. <laughs> if you can imagine it. Yeah. The other poster child for white privilege are sneaking out the back. 
Like, oh my god, something weird is happening at the school. Let's just go get a high. We totally bought some, like, drugs. Right, they buy some drugs in the toilet and then they just sneak out. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Which, oh. I mean, I also had friends who did that, so. Yeah, but then, oh god, then the parents start jumping the fence like it's fucking World War Z and yeah. started going after the kids and stabbing them with keys and smothering them with garbage bags and. Oh. The garbage bag guy, I mean, that was, uh, that was pretty, you know. We call that a resourceful of him. He pulled oh, the garbage, yeah. he emptied out the bottles, and then suffocated his daughter. The was, cop was, beating the shit out of his daughter? Yeah, the co- police brutality out of nowhere. He's just, like, taking out one of the parents and just pop, pop, pop. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it is true. And, yeah, it was highly creative of the guy to pull a, like, rubbish bag out, empty it out, and then use that as a strangulation device. You know, like, it... it it differentiates between the idea that these people are mindless zombies. It's like they know what they're doing. They're trying to find the most efficient way to kill their offspring. And so, like, yeah, he thinks to himself, hey, while on the fly, I can use this rubbish bag to strangle my daughter. It was like, that's pretty, that's different, you know? Yeah. 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 He, yes, he took like... time. It wasn't just a, a crime of passion. It was like, hey, it was an opportunity, obviously. But it was like, yeah, I, I can take a few seconds, uh, you know, give her a couple seconds head start while I just empty this out. I'll catch up to her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. they're not just like mindless zombies or whatever. They're yeah. like, well, yeah, this is how I'm going to do it. All right, boom. Mm, excellent. Absolutely. Uh, oh, okay. And then the next scene, uh, the boyfriend, Damon, uh, he, he heads home after a long day of, I don't know, just leaving school. He was supposed to take his PSATs. So I think he, oh, like, that's took, right. That's right. He, he just his, finished the test. That's he took right. the test, and then I think it was like, whenever you're done, you can leave. I don't know yeah. how the, the PSATs go anymore. Yeah, it's usually like an all-day thing, I think. Yeah, I don't know. We, we didn't have PSATs. It was just the SATs, and it was like, again, farm school, it was like, you know if you're going to college. You know if you're working the ranch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he, uh, but he gets home, and... Uh, his dad's drunk, passed out on the couch, watching TV, and it's like, Doesn't oh. seem like this is a new thing. Yep, just just another Tuesday. And then the TV goes to static. Mm-hmm. And when he comes back in the room, dad's not on the couch anymore. Mm. Oh, hey, dad, you, you all right? You need uh, some coffee or something? Pow! <laughs> Fucking backhands him across the room. And then he's like, what, Dad? Oh, God damn it, not this again. I'm like, oh, no, there's a history of this. Uh. And then Dad grabs a bottle, breaks it, and it's like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Dad, 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 calm down. Don't do it. Don't do this. And, like, cuts him. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's on. There's blood yeah. going. Which is the table in the way. And the Dad trips and falls and lands right on the broken bottle. And I'm like, yep. oh, fuck, this is uh, it's going to be one of those movies, guys. This is, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. This is R-rated. By the way, like, I, I don't know if I was the only one the very first time I watched this. Maybe it's just uh, growing up in our current climate, in the current country I live in. I was like, oh no, this is going to turn into that movie. Young black kid. Yeah. Only the two of them in the room. Father dies. No, Who's no, going to believe him? I swear he was coming at me. Look, he even tripped over the table and got it right in the throat. Like, yeah, the what are the odds of that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but he doesn't call the cops. Oh, hell no. Ain't nobody calling the cops on that shit. <laughs> he books yeah. it. So we cut back to White Privilege House. Yeah, right. Yeah, oh yeah, the mom, I, I guess, was like trying to get her old job back, which I, was it like real estate or something? I, I, I don't know what her old job, or like a fitness trainer? I, I don't know. It could have been anything. I feel like it was acting or something like that. Because he even said to her, you need to go take some classes. You can't just wander straight back into it. And classes to me feel like acting classes or something, maybe. 
because it's oh, not yeah, young and hot anymore, you know, where that's just a prerequisite <laughs> for some films. You know, she's like matured a bit in age, and so they're sort of saying, you know, you actually have to be able to act now, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, acting classes? Yep. Have you not seen Cruel Intentions? <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah, true. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, she also finds out her, her sister's having a baby, so she needs to get yeah. to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. god! What a day! The, is this what one, a wonderful day! We're, we're at the two teenagers' house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, her her friend Riley or whatever at her mm-hmm. house, and uh, oh my god, something weird's going on. We should totally check it out. I'm gonna make a drink first. Mom left the blender out. Yeah, bitch, you want a cocktail? <laughs> yeah, bitch. <laughs> Oh, God, and when Dr. Oz pops up on the TV and he's talking about <laughs> pigs killing babies and stuff, I'm like, why is this not in more movies? Right? It's savaging. Yeah, that's right. Savaging. Savaging. <laughs> it's it's bizarre know, because I've watched two films in like the last two weeks that both have savaging in it. The other one was Hold the Dark. Um, I'm trying to remember the director's oh. name, but he did Green Room and Blue Ruin. And it's, and oh. it's, it's so different from this film, but they talk about savaging yeah, about... Yeah. yeah. He, he comes across some wolves eating their own offspring, and he's like, it's called savaging and shit like that. And I was like, there's a new term. And then literally a week later, I'm watching this, and I'm like, savaging. I know that term. I'm an expert at that. <laughs> That's going to be trending on Twitter soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hashtag savaging. Both films from 2018 or 2017, around that time. So, yeah. <laughs> and you just got to pair it with that uh, savage gif of the guys, oh. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag savage. Yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, Riley notices, yeah, mom left some drink in the blender. Maybe mom home so riley goes upstairs oh hey mom what's wrong i spilled my drink yep and then we're downstairs and uh the the daughter i forget the daughter's name but uh she's like huh she's been up there a while hey riley you okay there's weird shit happening on the tv you better see this where's my drink bitch yeah wanders up the stairs just in time to see the light fall from her eyes as her mom's choking her out with a belt or something and then this is like I think this next line is exactly why I love this movie so much. The mom looks up from the carcass of her dead daughter. Oh, hey, kiddo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I love it. Like, this is the brilliance of this movie is that the the killings are so brutal and so, so savage and very specific. Oh. None of these other parents are a threat to any of the other kids. Yeah, for those yeah, who haven't yeah. seen the movie, sorry, we should have mentioned this. The, the news is reporting that basically... Parents are killing their children. It's called yeah. the savage savaging or whatever. And it's, oh yeah, it happens in nature all the time. It's like, well, not exactly that, but yeah. It's not like they have a fucking purge where it's all of a sudden like, all right, all parents in the entire forest are killing their, their fawns. You know, you don't I mean, see Bambi's hamsters mom. do it, but that's because hamsters are well, fucking evil. They're, they're devil rats. They are. Yeah. Absolutely are. But yeah. It's By the a- way, PSA, hamsters are the worst animal on the planet. Fight me. <laughs> Portuguese man of war? No, nope, worse. Hamsters are worse. <laughs> cats? No. Uh, <laughs> no, hamsters are worse. At least cats can eat hamsters. <laughs> I hate so, goats. So that... Goats are my thing. They're fucking evil as well. They're satanic. <gasps> oh, oh, Sam, no. I oh, grew Sam. up on a goat farm. Oh, really? Sam, you, you stepped on a landmine, my friend. Reverse, reverse. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. This just means more goats for me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
my uncle my uncle had a like sheep and cow farm and yeah the goat that lived on it used to chase me around the field and try and kill me every time it saw me it was fucking horrendous you could even walk oh. this long way round up the track where you avoid the goat or you could go straight through the goat's field to get from the house to the like bottom of the road where you used to you know do all the shearing and stuff and if you went through that paddock man that goat just came straight at you yeah like mean goats are awful i I we we had African pygmy goats, the little miniature pet ones, and ours were purebred. And we used to show them, so they were all super friendly. Okay, they. And we used right. to sell them for uh, uh to be companion animals and show animals, and yeah, all of ours were like Bambi. They just like fluttered their big eyelashes and wagged their little tails and like wanted to be scratched behind the ears. Oh, nice. Yeah, they sound fine. <laughs> 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 they sound like the good ones yeah they don't uh, sound like the satan goat that used to try and kill me yeah. oh so after this scene we cut back to the hospital where uh you yeah. know the the aunt's having a baby and uh, mom can't get a hold there. of anybody dad's not answering his phone because he's dreaming about banging yeah. somebody and anybody yeah, just, <laughs> no, no. just just daydreaming at work and yeah <laughs> yeah so uh <laughs> So yeah, the 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 aunt and uh, I guess the boyfriend or whatever there. She's having the baby. He's got the camera out. You know, it's but the he's whole... not the father. Yeah, it's, it's complicated old. apparently. Um, well, he's the boyfriend. So, so... He's not the husband. Something like that. It was something bizarre, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, so is this the father? No, this is the boyfriend. It's complicated. So all right, I'm gonna jump a little bit forward without spoiling anything, so I can jump back. The mom at some point is gonna say, "No, this is my baby." And then later she's going to have a whole thing about how you're supposed to have children and it's the greatest thing that ever happened to you and all of that. And I sort of got the vibe that she's going through menopause. Like, that's why she doesn't feel sexy. That's why, like, she was upset having to get another job. Her kids are getting older. Could the aunt be carrying a surrogate? Ooh, good question. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, this leads right into Inconceivable. (laughs) <laughs> that film <laughs> yeah coming soon no oh, uh, sorry it was just a, yeah. it was a thought i had in watching this again yeah but well well i think it's more actually okay I, I think the reason they they differentiated that is because well she has the baby oh my god it's so beautiful holding it in her arms yeah. or whatever cute little girl and then she gets the little look on her face because, like, I, what is it? The fucking EKG oh, meter or whatever goes starts static, static which, and it's like that's not a thing. Well, but, but that's the thing that doesn't happen. So why is that happening? Yeah, well, and everybody stops to stare at it. Is this the happening? Is that what you're saying? Like they're like hypnotized or something for a minute. Yeah, and then she starts just like squeezing Squeeze. the little baby. The doctors and nurses are like, whoa, whoa, whoa no, what, what are no, you doing? No, 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 give us the, what are you doing? No, get the baby. And then like, uh, Selma Blair reaches in, grabs the baby and like hides in the corner. And she's just, you know, st- by the way, still wide open from just having a baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, and like, like they like have to cut the umbilical the board as Selma Blair's trying to get away. Yeah. Oh, and the, the boyfriend or whatever. I think the reason he's not the dad is because if he weren't the dad, he would then be going after the yeah. baby and like trying to take out some of Blair. But instead, he's like trying to hold the mom back and she's just like yeah. tossing people to the side. And she's shit. got one of the scalpels at one point. Yeah. Ugh. Fantastic. Oh, so good. <laughs> that was. Hashtag child murder. We, we oh. are the proud parents of a one year old, and obviously, my wife didn't watch the whole of this movie the first time around. And during the <laughs> rewatch, she walked in and was like, What's this movie about again? And I sort of told her, and then she was like, 
Is that mother about to kill her baby? And I was like, yeah. she's like okay, bye. And just walked out of the room, yeah. got in the car, and drove off. And I was like, where the fuck has she gone? <laughs> like, <laughs> left me alone with my child. Just, like, fled. Fled the house and didn't come back for about an hour. So, she, who knows? Who knows? She, she didn't want to be tempted. That's what it was. <laughs> maybe. She, maybe. She, 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 had, she had a meeting she had to go to. She had to call a sponsor. Exactly. Get her sister to hold her back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and by the way, this whole scene is, is happening... And the song playing is, and it's over now. <laughs> By the way, uh, to a call back to twenty uh, to to Sam's podcast, uh, movie reviews, movie and, 20 reviews and twenty cues. Uh, this is where we would insert Blink One Eighty Two. All the small things, dodging scalpels. <laughs> Oh, oh no! Oh, you know what it be? It would be when um, when the the parents jump over the fence at the school oh, and are chasing all yeah, the kids. That, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember that one when you had this on your your podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So after this, uh, you know, uh, the daughter she uh, meets up with the the boyfriend Damon. Uh, he finds her. Yeah, yeah. He they just kind of like to, run into each other or whatever. Rich, he goes to Rich Whitey neighborhood as there's a man walking around with a bloody baseball bat looking menacing. Yeah. That's when Damon's like, no, no, no. He's not after us. Don't worry. And he just goes out and gets the mail. Yeah. <laughs> he gets the mail with the bloody bat over his shoulder and kind of gives him a glance and a wink like, what's up? <laughs> yeah. It's so bizarre, so, but so just like, what the? Oh, I'm in. This is awesome. Yeah. And uh, back at the hospital, uh, the the mom doesn't want to give the baby back to the nurses, and the uh, the nurse is like, "Yeah, we kind of have to." Because this is when she says, "But it's my baby. I can't. I I have to protect it." Which is where I was like, "Huh? Oh. It's your baby, huh?" Yeah, yeah, oh. that was weird. Yeah. Which I, I also was thinking, like, okay, well, if you know, if she is going through the change, which would, which would, would account for a lot of her attitude in this, you know, not not just killing the kids, yeah, but being emotionally uh, a little all over the place, yeah, and, and being mm. like sexually distant from her husband, and just you know the the age and all of that, you know, the other thing is like, oh, okay, is she just sort of latching onto this baby too? Like, no, yeah. this is my baby now. Yeah, like I'm the only one that's going to protect her. Obviously, her mm-hmm. mom's insane. I don't know. But I also like the when they like pan over to the uh, maternity ward with all the yes. little babies in the bassinets and stuff, and the dads are just staring through the window, like <laughs> damn near foaming at the mouth. Right. <laughs> I mean, Sam, you've been there, right? Oh yeah, absolutely, all the time. <laughs> just staring at all those babies in the hospital, going, "And I'll murder you, and I can murder you, and I can murder you." <laughs> that scene also brought up a memory for me i can't remember which one of my friends but when he first became a dad he was saying he spent like two hours staring in the window at his baby just watching it sleep and it was the most beautiful thing in the world he was staring at the wrong baby (laughs) 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 he just stared for two hours at somebody else's baby (laughs) so he switched them and then no wait Uh, what happens from here? Oh yeah, the daughter, um, the daughter and the boyfriend they they head back to their house because they're like, oh, that's where my brother is. I gotta go yeah, save him. Yeah. And uh, uh, Yi, the uh, housekeeper, she's still there cleaning up after. She's just mopping. You know, <laughs> I clean this kitchen. If she doesn't clean that kitchen, who's gonna clean that kitchen? Yeah, the daughter comes in like, hey, do you know where uh, Josh is or whatever the kid's name is? 
oh yeah, he around here somewhere. I'm just cleaning up. And then pulls up this, the mop and it's so yeah. soaked in blood and just dripping everywhere. And it's like, oh shit. And she's like, you want some lunch? <laughs> I'll make you some lunch. Boyfriend, you want some lunch too? Yeah. And, yeah, and right here is where we get the uh, cameo from Bokeem Woodbine because on the television, the news is reporting and uh, they're interviewing some guy. It's Bokeem Woodbine. <laughs> And he's just oh, like, so he's like, you know, I'd love to produce some like crocodile, crocodile tears here for you or something, but I, I, I just can't do it. Uh, like, I know this is supposed to be the worst thing that ever happened to somebody, but I'm actually kind of okay with it. Like, and I'm like, I, do, I just love it. I love it. It's just like, yep, this is just what has to be done now. <laughs> I, I I love Bokeem Woodbine, by the way. Like I, when he popped up, I was like, yes, that's awesome, because he. I didn't realize he had such a storied career. I mean, I rewatched The Rock recently, and he's in that. And I was like, what the hell? And then I like looked at his filmography, and I was like, he's in so many of these films that I love. It's just, yeah, so that, that cameo from him was just amazing. So so my favorite role of Bokeem Woodbines is in the big hit. Sam, have you ever seen the big hit? Oh, Mar- Mar- Marky Mark, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. Uh, it's like 97, I want to say. I feel like I have, but I feel like it's called something different down here in New Zealand. Oh, shit. Yeah, maybe it is. But we have different names about, for some movies, yeah. It's the one where they're like hitmen, but then uh, they do something wrong and they're going after Marky Mark. But he's the uh, he's the hitman that j- just learned about masturbation. Oh, okay, no, I, I haven't. <laughs> I oh, remember okay. that. <laughs> yeah. well, basically, that's it. He's like, you know, a 28-year-old hitman uh, who just found out that, like master what masturbation is and it feels good. And they're like, wait, you never masturbated before? He's like, I've been fucking since I was 10. <laughs> oh, no, I have seen this. Yeah, I totally have yeah. seen this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight jacking, homie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steve quotes that regularly. Like, I'll just be like... Hey, babe, you going downstairs? And he'll just be like, yep, straight jacket, homie. <laughs> All right, enjoy yourself. <laughs> it's true. Um... <laughs> it's either that or the uh, the Archer one. Uh, what are you doing, babe? You know, zapping it. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke bomb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, finally, I uh, realized we haven't seen Nicolas Cage in a while, so he shows up at the house. Yeah. And uh, he just has an awkward conversation with the boyfriend. Cause he's like, what? what are you doing at my house? Oh, you're the boyfriend she's talking about, huh? Huh? Or is she? Because well, he had made the whole rule, no boyfriends in the house. So, like, <laughs> this is an honest reaction. He doesn't yeah. want no boyfriends in his house. Yeah, so... we're really, like, calm down, calm down. It's because there are also corpses in the house right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> they haven't found any corpses yet. They don't find the corpses till later. Oh, yeah, true, true. True, but, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. yeah, and the teenager sent the housekeeper home. Yeah, yeah, sent her home. <laughs> and I like and, how the housekeeper's, like, the disgruntled like a teenager just sent her home and nothing else is wrong. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll deal with that when we have to deal with that. But yeah, she goes and gets the brother and uh, comes back down and, you know, sees the... Brother's been hiding under his bed. Yeah, and sees, like, Nick Cage, like, yelling at him, like, Dad! And then Nicholas Cage just whips right around, stares at him for a sec, and then starts going primal chasing him. Yeah! <laughs> Fucking great. Oh, and then he... Oh, God. Okay. So then the the boyfriend, like, tries to stop him or slow him down or whatever. <laughs> and Nicholas Cage, like, throws him on the ground. And then he does, like, a 
fucking wrestling hand finisher move. Like, he, like, raises the hand up looking at it and just brings it down yeah. around the boyfriend's head. I'm like, oh, shit. Now I want to watch Nicolas Cage at WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so the kids are running away. Uh, they run into the basement um, and lock the door and stuff behind them. And uh, they they see, a, uh, like, a bunch of wood pieces just on the ground. And they're like, what the hell? So then we flash back to three weeks ago. And uh, Sam, you want to tell us what happened three weeks ago? Yeah, so three weeks ago, Nicolas Cage decided to embrace his midlife crisis and um, basically turn his basement into a man cave. Although he tries to have an argument with Selma Blair that he isn't turning into a man cave. He's turning into a family room. And part of that family room entails building a pool table. And so he's literally just finished building the pool table, getting it all level, getting it perfect for playing pool on. And Samuel Blair comes down and confronts him, to which Nicolas Cage decides to flip out, pick up a sledgehammer, and destroy the pool table in front of her. (laughs) Not to mention some of the panelling around the room. It is our purest Cage freakout that we get in this film, and it's just phenomenal. Oh, I don't. I don't know. It's 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 definitely up there. But there's a, there's a scene later that's <laughs> oh, going to come up. Yeah. Okay. There is a scene later that is a pure cage freakout. But it's it's the well, first one we get in this because because as you mentioned, we don't have much Nicolas Cage at this point. We haven't really seen him flex his uh, insanity. So yeah, this is this was awesome. <laughs> Fletch's cageality, if you will. <laughs> that's the so one. that's like another brilliant thing about this movie is that like it's very obviously a Nicolas Cage movie without it being Nicolas Cage isn't the main character. Yeah, I'm going to argue the yeah. teenage yeah. daughter is the main oh, character. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, kids, totally. Yeah. yeah, but it's not like he's just some side character either. Like, he's very integral to the plot. The movie doesn't move forward the same way, but, like, yeah, it's just... I I, oh, I just love this movie so much. I, 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 <laughs> I definitely feel like you could have named the film Mum and Daughter, and that would have been a little bit more accurate, because, yeah, it's like the, like the mum has quite a more of a role in this than he does. Like, she actually goes on a sort of character development i guess this is the best way he could describe it in this film whereas he just very much says the same of i'm a lunatic but now i'm a lunatic that legitimately kills his, uh, tries to kill his children like that's basically his character well, progression yeah. he, no he has a whole like character arc you get to see that like he used to be like wild and crazy he knocked up selma blair mm-hmm. and now he's like trapped in this life of monotony like part of his freak out over the pool table is uh he hadn't been telling his family that he he got demoted basically at his job and he went from making $145,000 a year to making $45,000 a year and he just wanted something nice. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, Or as he put it before we were Brent and Kendall and now we're mom and dad. No, we're (laughs) just mom and dad, which I argue I have, I, we do not have kids yet. Hopefully we will eventually, but um, I have watched, Pretty much all of my friends procreate now, and there are definitely. Oh, God, you you watched them? Yeah. Oh, gross, babe. Mm, you see some of my friends. Is that what you yeah. do? <laughs> no, but um, they're definitely the people who like just become mom and dad. Like they lose all their identity and all they are as parents. Mm. And then there, are, I have plenty of friends who are still them. They just they also have kids now, and I. I realize that's probably a pretty difficult thing to like happen, but it's also like, hey, if you don't have to give up your identity because you have kids, I don't know, Sam, you've got a new kid. Have you given yourself up? Are you just dad now? Yeah, I'd like to think I'm one, but I'm definitely Della. 
<laughs> Shit is fucking changed. I like to changed. think so I have I'm, a I'm mind gonna, of my own, but... Not going to lie, yeah, stuff has got very, very different for me, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously things change, but, like, you still do your podcasting and all of that. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, I still have a life, but definitely the first six months after she was born was very hard. But, yeah, no, I'm definitely going back to being a bit more social and having a life. She's at an age now where she's manageable as opposed to at an age where she's very dependent. So, yeah. Yeah, she'll be picking you up at the bar in no time. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so... Uh, uh, Yeah, all right, so what I'm hearing is kids are overrated. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't see, I don't see what all the fuss is about. That's what I'm hearing from Sam. What I'm hearing is literally all of us were born at some point. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, like, don't get me wrong. I would not trade any anything for her. She's amazing. She's a little angel. Like she's she's pretty cool. It's, yeah, it's just a very much well, it's, it's life changing. Unsurprisingly, I don't know. I feel like somebody comes around with a hundred thousand dollars. You might be considering. No. <laughs> no, I. I, I just tease because I'm a God. I would be a grandmother in Utah if we'd done it the Utah way. Holy yeah, shit! Well, yeah, that's the thing in Utah. But mo- most most people are pregnant by the time they're 19, and on like marriage yep. number two by 22. No, I don't know. Far. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. Um, speaking of which, around that time, mom's getting back home uh, in modern day. <laughs> uh, she walks in the door, and of course, Nicholas Cage is like. Uh, yeah, they locked themselves in the basement. Shit. Okay, you're, well, let me try to talk to them. You're home early. Yeah, so are you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. They, I like how they like, give each other like the little side eye, like, so are you here to kill the kids, too? <laughs> well, that's part, like, the, yeah, that's like part of this movie's brilliance, is that like Selma Blair has been so defensive over her uh, niece or nephew or whatever the baby is at that point, and then like she's heard it on the radio and she's heard all this news about like people trying to kill her kids. And so she's like trying to like ring somebody, like trying to ring the housekeeper or something, trying to make sure that the kids are safe. So, to the point that when she gets home, there is a level of suspense there where you don't know if she's fell for this, like you know, whatever it is or not. You know, like. But then it becomes obviously well, clear. All right, that. so here's the thing: they do hint at that when she pulls over in the car to call the housekeeper and um, and Nick Cage, and nobody's picking up. Yeah, she she turns on the radio for a second and just sort of like catches her breath and it's like the radio is sort of muttering in the background like as much as you do not go near your children and then it goes to the static and you just see her sort of zone out that's true yeah yeah it's just like i'll give the film that like it does build like a little bit of suspense and then obviously hints at it It, like part of me was so optimistic of like maybe it hasn't affected everyone maybe she's like she'll she'll be good she'll be the good one yeah and then we'll get selma blair versus nick cage ah yes uh, oh, it Royale. gets even better later, though. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> this might yeah. be one of my gr- the greatest mashups of all time, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, so uh, so the mom's like talking to like through the door of the basement, like, "Sweetie, could you just open the door? We'll, we'll talk about this. What what's going on? Things are happening, and we just want to protect you." And then Nicholas Cage starts banging on the door. Open up, motherfuckers! <laughs> By the way, and I like how so Bird just looks at him and goes, you're not helping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the, like, very rational dialogue about that happens in between these ridiculously irrational scenes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh. yeah. And then, uh, I'm going to go get the Sawzall. Well, babe, I don't think it'll cut through the store. It's a Sawzall. It literally saws all. <laughs> <laughs> so she's, like, trying to cut through the door. Nicholas Cage is like, oh, shit, I got an idea. Runs upstairs. Gets his little uh, little uh, gun box or whatever, opens it up. Fuck! Where's the gun? 
pop, pop. Flashback to earlier that morning. Kids in Justice Underpants. Yep. Finds the unlocked gun. Yep. There's pop, pop downstairs. And Selma Blair's like, Oh, fuck! (laughs) Hurt in the arm! (laughs) Cut to, like, super ridiculously way too rational conversation number two. Yeah. Honey, did you buy a a gun? (laughs) Well, you know, I gotta protect from crazies. And, uh, so you're just taking this midlife crisis thing to, like, like a full ten, then? I've had the trans out since I was a kid. Don't blame it on the car. Hey, hey, no, no, no. All right, so, like, you just bought a gun, and you know that we have children in this house. You know, four out of five accidents involve children <laughs> it in It was handgun. locked up. What was the code? His birthday. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, what is going on, eh? Like, why would you make the code to your... Oh, fuck me. This is... Sam, this is actually a super American scene yeah. right here. Yeah, you, you may be wondering, how, how are there so many gun deaths in America? This is why. Because everybody's favorite combination is like the same from Spaceballs. It's like, one, two, three, four, five. So I'll remember yeah. it. Or it's their anniversary, or it's their kid's birthday. Their kid's birthday. That is just... Oh, that's insane. Tell me that none of your combinations are your daughter's birthday. I don't even know my daughter's birthday, so of course it's not. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> seems just like my dad. <laughs> no, she's the 21st of July. I definitely know my daughter's birthday, but no, I don't I don't even have anything that has a combination lock on it, because again, I don't need anything to lock up. So, yeah. <laughs> and Sam, I'm sorry to bring it up. That is wrong. Your daughter's birthday is the 18th of July. No, I don't know. But... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Survey says. <laughs> yeah, so then uh, a- after a little uh, first aid uh, between Cage and Blair in the uh, the bathroom, then they have an idea like, you know what? Let's just run the gas line into the basement and wait for him to, you know, pass this out or die so or whatever. This is so brilliant! Yeah. So they, uh, they run it from, like, the stove through a hose, mm-hmm. around it through the window, and seal it up, and then it's... Just playing the waiting game for a while. Tape over the sawzall holes. Yeah, the yeah, one. with the duct tape or whatever. Do it over the windows. And, and yeah, yeah. Also, also, I love when it when she's like, "Okay, it's ready," and like Nick Cage's like, "All right, gas is on." I love you. <laughs> Well, because they're finally, they've been disconnected for so long. They're finally, like, reigniting the passion in their relationship. They're working together. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, (laughs) so after, uh, I don't know, fast forward a couple hours, the kids start getting a little dizzy and coffee. Woozy. Yeah. And uh, they're like, okay, cool. Well, here's some matches. We can just put that on the door in case they try to open. And, uh, oh, yeah, we just go through the crawl space or the vents or whatever this is here. I think they go through the heater vent. Is that what it is? That's what it looked like. Yeah. It's the shape of our There's definitely vent. some uh, what it, insulation or whatever. Yeah, that... or the air conditioner maybe. Yeah. Which I'm going to go ahead and say false. There's the guys crawling through vents. It's not a real thing. Mm. Vents aren't human size. That would be a total waste of space. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like That for me, I, I looked at that and I was like, is this an American thing? Is this what they fucking do? Do they have the ability Die to crawl man. an entire lap of your entire house? Like, what? Well, not all of us live in hobbit houses, Sam. <laughs> yeah. I uh, know. First of all, you guys are above ground, which is quite amazing. Now, secondly... <laughs> which, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> you know how much that cuts into your heating and air conditioning costs? Exactly. <laughs> it's so easy to build walls when it's already there. You just have to cut a hole into it. You can have more beer and wine when your entire house is a beer and wine cellar. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 
We say that while sitting underground. Yeah, exactly. Actually, <laughs> in our beer and wine cellar where we podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so af- after a while, the parents are upstairs. And they're like, oh, I don't hear him. They must be dead. So then uh, Nicolas Cage is like, wait, stand back, just in case. <laughs> Opens the door. The matches strike. Yeah! Ooh, we get like a super slow motion explosion. Oh, it's so good. This- Nick Cage is fiery corpse being thrown into a wall <laughs> this is my favorite scene of the film it's just slow-mo cage's face rippling while flames shoot around it and up the side of his body i was like this is what you pay money for this is amazing this scene has so much just like attention to detail it, yeah. it's really really beautifully done i'd love to know how they filmed it whether they just like got some sort of like high pressure fan that they just blew onto his face so that they can get those ripples and then just filmed it at a very slow frames per second because it's it's phenomenal like you know this film has very low special effects or budget or in general sort of thing and that one scene is just like oh this is the bomb this is awesome yeah (laughs) well and after the explosion uh we cut to a few minutes later and you know mom's just waking up you know it's that 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 high pitch or whatever whenever a bomb goes off like Mm. Oh, mop. mop, mop, yeah, you know. <laughs> and then uh, she's like, "Wait, what happened? Okay, okay, I got there. Oh, I think I hear some something upstairs." And then sees the daughter running by, and it's like, "Oh shit!" Chases her up the stairs, and then uh, as she's like trying to break through the door into like the daughter's room or whatever, we then cut back to a flashback where. Uh, the daughter's like remembering the first time her mom came into the room and, uh, you know, put some makeup on her and nice little touching scene. By the yeah. way, f- falsest scene ever. Any girl who's ever broken into her mom's makeup, A, there's guaranteed red lipstick all over that white carpet. There's eyesh- broken eyeshadow everywhere. Mommy, I didn't mean to. You didn't mean to go into my fucking makeup? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, no, it's not the like, oh, honey, you never have to be afraid of me. Oh, you're so pretty. No, that is, the, no, <laughs> that is not how that scene happens. Sam, be prepared. When your daughter discovers makeup, it is going to be a mess. Your wife is going to, like, want to go mom and dad on her, and it's going to keep <laughs> happening. I discovered my mom's makeup when I was three or four years old, and there's a photo of me, like, laughing my head off, and I'm covered in lipstick. Like, from my forehead yeah. down to my the top, like, the top of my chest area, I'm just covered in this lipstick. And as my mom tells people, she took that photo of me smiling so that, like, the so when the police came around to find that I'd had the shit kicked out of me, she could say, look, he was real happy when it started. So, so like, I did. I, I think that's the one one of the few times I'd got a hiding was because my grandma had bought back this expensive lipstick from France and given it to my mum, and my mum hadn't even used it yet, and I just emptied it on my head. So, yeah. <laughs> And I'm sorry, you said you were 33 at the time? Yeah, I was. I was 53 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still a little drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just got back from the football game and you know oh i used to work for a makeup lady who had a two-year-old oh, she sold like cadillac levels worth of mary Kay cosmetics and had a two-year-old we regularly found sabrina in just covered in makeup <laughs> holy shit although uh probably the the biggest mess was was the the morning she discovered uh where the sharpies were oh boy Ouch. And we did not see that she had snuck him up to her room. So when she went down for nap time, when we got woke, when we went to go wake her up, head to toe, every inch of that child was covered in black sharpie, oh, and she yes. just exclaimed, "I'm oh. a zebra!" Oh, 
<laughs> Look, mommy, I'm a soul man. <laughs> but hey, Sam, take take note of this. Mary Kay Kay eye makeup remover will remove Sharpie from a two year old. Well, that's good to know. Thank you. Yeah, Write that down. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so after this flashback, we then cut to the mom finally like breaking through the door. But then as she breaks through, Damon's not dead; he's alive. And like, this, they, they somehow managed to like throw her into the closet and shut the door on her. By the way, that kid can take a womping, right? Well, I mean... yeah, <laughs> more cut more later. <laughs> But yeah, uh, so they get in the closet, and then uh, this is when, like, the, the brother shows up, and for some reason they're like, oh, we don't need to hold the door anymore. <laughs> and so then the mom, like, has a, a hanger fashioned like a hook. Ah, uh, <laughs> this is not my favorite scene in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah, she's, uh, no, she, this she, she's got the arm out between the door, they're like, oh, God, keep her in there. She's just swinging and swinging and swinging, and then, whoop, she hooks something. What does she, she hook, babe? Oh. Uh, uh, Sam, do you know? Did, did you happen to notice what she hooked? I did. She hooked the boyfriend through the cheek. Ooh. Yeah, and it was very squishy. Yeah. So much squishy. It was pretty gross. <laughs> it's pretty gross. As someone who's not a yeah. fan of piercing, like you know, needles and stuff like that, uh, like piercing in general, was not a fan of the scene. Not at all. Uh, you ever wonder how I got these scars? <laughs> that, that was exactly what I thought of when I saw this. Is by the way, <laughs> wolves. Uh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Basically, uh, mom breaks out of there. Or, or it was like Nick Cage show up or something. I forget. But anyway, uh, what basically happens is uh, she gets out of the closet. Uh, Damon gets thrown over the railing and lands on the stairs a couple times Ooh, and yeah. like thuds. Yeah, <laughs> he's done now. Oof. We do get another point but, at the scene where we we see the difference between the like you know if you're a parent of the child and if you're not because she the mum is immediately like oh my god and then just looks at her two kids and is like kill 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 yeah yeah right. oh that's right and then, yeah this is when Nick Cage shows up with the uh, sawzall and yeah <laughs> yeah and, and so they got the kids cornered and the kids are like oh mom dad what are you doing we love you I'm sorry I stole the money and shit like that I don't give a fuck about the money. <laughs> And the saw's going, and she's got her little hook weapon. But then, ding dong! Oh my god, this is the second best scene in this whole movie. Oh, absolutely, well, yep. Well, take us away, babe. What happens? See, let's reenact it. Oh shit, your parents. Is that tonight? Is that tonight? Yeah. Or her we little, forgot. Her little, like, like, it's just so, like, white mom, like, oopsie. <laughs> yep, so they go to, uh, go downstairs to answer the door. Gam Gam and Pop Pop are sitting there waiting for him. Uh, Lance Henriksen is Nicolas Cage's father. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense right now. (laughs) This is everything I've wanted in any movie. (laughs) The funniest part was like, I I don't, I don't even remember him. Like the first time I watched this and then I remember seeing the critics going, Lance Henriksen, is he in this movie? I don't remember that. Because he's he's there for one reason and one reason only. So, yeah, so that's the thing is like the very first time we watched this, I remembered seeing like Lance Henriksen in the opening credits i'm like "Ooh, he's gonna be in this movie and then i completely forgot over the course of the movie yeah so when he opens the door steve and i are both like what yeah absolutely <laughs> same exactly the same as me exactly the same and, and you may be wondering wait this parents wanting to kill their children thing does this work for grandparents too it sure does <laughs> lance hendrickson versus the cage yeah 
and then they're just going at it. And then the, the, the son, Joshua, like the grandson shows up like, Grandpa, what are you doing? And he just like looks up and he's like, oh, hey, buddy. That's so good. It's so good. And then, and then this is where Nick Cage starts going full Nick Cage yeah. because he just starts barking and <laughs> just chasing him around the house. By the way, I'm not gonna lie. Phenomenal. While watching this scene, I was thinking about earlier when the like in the opening scene when they're like, "Oh, Grandpa's gonna come and tell his stories about killing Charlie's," and I'm like, "That's Lance Hendrickson." <laughs> yeah. Oh. And he does reference it at one point. He does scream at Nick Cage, uh, "I fought in wars. What have you done?" <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> oh God, uh, yeah, that's right. And uh, hmm. uh, there's like the flashback to. Uh, oh, that's right. It's like the the kid has the flashback of like his dad. Uh, you know, Nick, Nick Cage. ice cream sitting on yeah. the ca- on the corner, mm. and Nick Cage told him all about how he got the Trans Am and banging chicks, and yep. how uh, Grandpa almost killed him. It's a real pea magnet. What's that mean? Don't worry about it. We'll, f- we'll tell you when you're older. By the way, <laughs> the like the story about like yeah, I, I I pretty much totaled it, and my dad did get mad. He just made me pay him back. I was thinking like, damn, that's some good parenting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just remember that, Sam. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I will. I will <laughs> yeah. remember that. Yeah, yeah. When your daughter totals your car. And it's going to happen at least once. It will. It will happen. If she's anything like me, it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody totals at least one car, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so oh, that's right. He's like, the son's like hiding in the car and Nicolas Cage is like bashing the, the top of it, trying to get in there yeah. and get at him. But then Grandpa comes to the rescue, Yay! quote unquote, and just starts <laughs> stabbing him in the hamstrings. And Nick Cage is yelling like, ah, you fucking dinosaur. <laughs> Who are you calling a dinosaur? I fought in wars. What have you done? Yeah, and, then, and then in the kitchen, like uh, the, the, the wife and the grandma are fighting. And I'm like, wait. Uh, well, it starts out very civil. Like, oh, because uh, the, the wife has the grandma pinned. And it's like, you don't want to kill him. He's your son. And I love oh, him. And you right. love him. And this one grandma's like, you were never good enough for him. You're a whore. <laughs> yeah. And that's when it's like, oh, bitch, it's on. <laughs> yeah, but then grandma gets thwapped in the head with a meat tenderizer. Yeah. <laughs> Mom likes that meat tenderizer. Yeah, she does. Yeah, so, uh, oh, God. Oh, that's right. And then they, like, start fighting, and it goes out, like, out the front door and into the the, the front lawn. And yeah. Fighting. Meanwhile, inside the garage, uh, the uh, Lance Hendrickson and Nicolas Cage are wrestling. But then Nicolas Cage is, like, getting stabbed, but he puts the car in the gear and peels yeah. out the back. And fucking swipes the grandma. And there's like the slow-mo scene of like grandma going over the sunroof. So good. By the way, kudos to Nick Cage to being repeatedly bludgeoned in the head and still not stalling the car out. Because it's the kid who starts the car originally. And the car like creeps forward. So Nick Cage kept it in gear and didn't stall it out during the rest of the sequence. Like, kudos. And then, you know, it's like, okay, oh God, all right, Nicolas Cage and the mom, the the mom's still there and she's got like a a meat tenderizer or a knife, I forget Mm -hmm. which, but then, thunk, Damon's not dead, he just shoveled the mom in the back of the head. (laughs) Woo! Yeah, so then, uh, so then we do a little fade to black, fade back, we're in the basement and Nicolas Cage and uh, Selma Blair are tied to a post. Yep. Did they turn the gas off? <laughs> well, I think after the explosion, it just stopped. But... It's a good question. 
but the but the kids are there is like staring at him of course they're like oh why are we tied up we're we're good now you can let us go we love you so much we'll never hurt you again <laughs> and then they just start freaking out like god damn it ah! Ah! look we love you very much that's why we have to kill you. But sometimes we just want to roll credits. Ladies and gentlemen, mom and dad. Fuck, this movie's amazing. It's so good. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, I may be speaking out of turn. Uh, Sam, what do you think about this movie? Fuck, this movie's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, here's the thing, like, you know... Like, obviously, I don't personally or morally agree with any of the shit that happens in this film, but at the same time, you need films for that just, that, oh, I don't know, just that fantasy element or that just, like, you know, just craziness and all that sort of shit. And this film brings it in stow and, like, spades, I mean. It's just, like, it's so batshit insane, and yet so enjoyable. Like, you know you're watching something that's just insane, and it's just awesome. It's just great. Yeah, it's just a great grindhouse yeah. movie. Like, like, like the the machete movies are kind of like Velocipaster. Like, yeah. yeah, sure. If you look at them critically, it's like, well, yeah, they're well made movies, but the the plot's absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but yeah, yeah, just a good time. It's- yeah, this movie is batshit crazy, and like all Neville Dean and Taylor movies, once it starts, it does not stop. Oh yeah, they. They don't take time for breaks. Like the, nope. the, the their version of slowing down for a break is a flashback to Nicolas Cage snorting cocaine off a girl's tits. <laughs> <Exactly. while they're laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now back to the murder. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I, I would recommend watching any of the Neville Dean and Taylor movies. Hell, I I even kind of like Jonah Hex, even though they ended up not yeah. having a whole lot to do with it. But I don't know. Yeah, definitely check out the cranks and yeah, no, not Christmas with the cranks, just crank and crank high <laughs> yeah. voltage, and gamer and yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely. Oh, and of course, Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. Yeah, yeah, there's another one. Like, like for me, this is probably not one of their top films for me. Like, I'd probably watch one of the cranks or Ghost Rider two over this film, or even maybe Gamer. But I was, like again, this is still like a hell of a good time. Like they, they just. Every single one of their films, like, you, you see something and you think, there's no way they're going to do this, and then they do it. Alternatively, something comes out of nowhere and you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, that is, that is what this film is. And, like, that one moment for me that, like, there's no way they'll do that was the bit where the woman gave birth to the child. I was like, I can see where this is going, but yeah. I'm pretty sure they're not going to have the mother try and murder a baby. I was like, oh, no, they are. They totally <laughs> fucking are. Oh, yeah. That baby's still attached and she is ready to kill it. I'm, Absolutely. I'm pretty sure there's a, a scene they end up deleting where the dads got through the wall to the maternity ward. Right? Yeah. With like baseball bats and shit. Yeah. Oh, it was at least like uh, storyboarded out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like like we talked about earlier, the, like the, oh, I did not see that coming. Is like, you know, like we're talking about the swarming coming over the fencing and shit. And yeah, just the guy grabbing the rubbish bag. That was the scene for me. I was like, what the fuck? Like, who thinks of this shit? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, excellent. Uh, We're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we have more beer, (gasps) fun facts, and what we learn from mom and dad. (laughs) Have you ever watched a movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every week we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it so you don't have to and then sometimes we ate your cues in our mailbag no big whoop yeah no big whoop at all 
So that's what were they thinking? You can find us on your favorite podcatcher or follow us on the World Wide Web on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. Who the hell says World Wide Web anymore? This guy. So, uh, yeah, see you soon. Wave at microphone. Hi, guys. We interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait. Isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we... I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is on Podbean. And you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't the same. You tried. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No. But I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T. Heemcast. Hey, this is Liz. And this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We're talking Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. Talk to you soon. Hey, this is Brendan Steer, the director of The Velocipaster, and you're listening to everything I learned from movies. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, this was the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding! Oh, she said it! Ah, uh, man. After all that running around and screaming, motherfucker! <laughs> uh, I'm a little parched. I wonder if we have a little beer here. Uh, let's see. I, I think I see one over there. What do you see? Yeah, it looks like from New Belgium Brewing... Uh, we have a fat tire Belgian wheat. We'll pull out those bottle openers. Jingly jingly. We literally have a keychain that's just a keychain bottle opener with other bottle op- openers attached to it. Yeah. <laughs> Classy. Right. And the top. Oh, my top. Nice. And the poor. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So this is a lightly cloudy, super pale beer. It has a perfectly white, foamy head. Lots of tiny bubbles. Tiny bubbles makes me happy. Very mild aroma. It's a little bit malty, a little bit yeasty, but not a whole heck of a lot. Very, very mild beer. Steve's going in for the sip. Oh, yeah. This is a, a lot like a blue moon. Like, it's got that same kind of, like a, like, like a, 
I don't know. I almost want to say like like a thick mouthfeel, but it's yeah, it's uh, got a little bit of that Belgian yeast, but it's not overly aggressive. Not too much banana or clove, or as we like to say around here, that like sweaty flavor. But um, yeah, delightful. Yeah, it's like a Belgian style wheat ale with orange peel, which yeah, yeah. you definitely get a little bit of that the citrus notes from the the hops and the orange peel. I assume. Sam, are you still imbibing? I am, yep. I have opened up a Nala Pilsner. This is a Little Creatures Pilsner, which is uh, Little Creatures is a beer from Australia. It's I have Ooh. quite partial to. Nice. Excellent. Uh, we're going to have to hit up all the breweries down there in Oceania when, you know, we're allowed to leave the country and allowed in other <laughs> countries again. They don't want us plague rats. Yeah, they don't, but they're going to get us. Anyway, no. Look for Steve. He'll be seven feet tall wearing an American flag. That's right. <laughs> Oh, we love. Man, I'm gonna travel smart now. I'll be wearing Canadian flag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, would anybody be interested in any fun facts? Only if they're super fun facts, because they're fun, fun facts. Uh, well, you're in luck. All right, Sam, Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think the critics thought of Mom and Dad? Oh, universally hated this. I'm guessing. I'm, I'm thinking that the percentage is probably like about eighteen or something like that. All right, babe, how about you? Critics do not like Neville Dean and Taylor movies, and at this point, they don't like Nicolas Cage, which is a shame, and that's why critics are wrong. Fuck you all. But yeah, <laughs> they don't like this. I'm going to be uh, I'm gonna be generous and give it a 22. Ladies and gentlemen, Mom and Dad is certified fresh at 75% of the critics. Oh, good. That makes me so happy. I'm so happy to be wrong. But the audience score... What do you think the audience score is if the critics thought it's seventy five percent? I've got a feeling. Sandwich. Yeah, I I feel like if if you're oh, like fifty, I feel like it's going to be about fifty one or something like that. Like I feel, judging by the intonation in your voice, I feel like the critic, oh, the audience score is a lot a lot lower than the critics. I'm going to say eighty. I'm going to go higher. Thirty nine percent with the audience. Boo. Yeah. What the fuck, guys? Fuck no, y'all. You, you know what? Uh, that, that must be a typo it's got to be at least 89 percent because this movie is amazing uh, unless like i don't know a bunch of christian groups went to see it. oh it's called mom and dad it's about family values and what the fuck yeah. <laughs> you know it's that guy from that left behind movie yeah he did a movie called mom and dad it must be the sequel to it where you know chloe Steele's got children now <laughs> <laughs> by the way that left behind movie holy shit that was bad yeah. Oh, that is that—that that is my least favorite Nicolas Cage movie. Easily, easily, same. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. But uh, you'll find that out another time in Nick August Cage because <laughs> oh! we talk about it. Oh no! Well, we already did Tribulation Force. <laughs> yes, yeah, true. Left Behind Two, Tribulation oh, Force coming soon. Left Kirk Behind Cameron. Three, World at War. No, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if we can do that. You know what? Maybe we'll do it for what were they thinking? We're Maybe. coming for you, Brendan. That's right. And Nathan. So uh, yeah, seven million dollar budget for this movie. Worldwide gross, $165,962. It uh, didn't do so well, guys. Yeah, I blame you, the audience. You guys are all terrible. <laughs> this is all your fault. <laughs> uh, Nicolas Cage also said this was his favorite movie that he had filmed in 10 years. I'm assuming since uh, Bad Lieutenant Portocol New Orleans or something. Yeah! That, that's pretty good. That's like one out of a hundred films that he's calling out and saying his yeah. favorite films. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, you make a, make 50 films, you'll enjoy one of them. Exactly. Yeah. 50 films in 10 years, it sounds maybe a little under that. You probably made about 400 films in the last 10 years. But yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love that he just keeps just keeps creating content. Yeah, yep. just keeps taking all these adventurous roles and just going ham on them. Love it. Uh, and the only other fun fact I have is uh, this was shot in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh. Hmm. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. So, lady, gentlemen... What did we learn from mom and dad? Uh, Sam, uh, as our guest, would you like to go first? What did I learn? Oh, so much. If you treasure a car and you love your car and, you know, it gets written off at some point, but then you pay it all back, you know, it's kind of befitting that you'd then murder that father in that same car. I think that's that's amazing. I think if you're going to use them, <laughs> if you're going to create a murder vehicle, why not, why not be the Trans Am that you've had your entire life? Yeah, it comes full circle. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, comes full circle. How about you, babe? Well, I learned from this movie is uh, it's called a Sawzall because it saws all. <laughs> Do you guys have Sawzalls in, uh, no. in New Zealand? No, that was a quick uh, Google of like, what the hell is a Sawzall? <laughs> I, 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 thought, <laughs> I literally <laughs> thought it was one word. I thought it was like a Sawzall. And I was like, what the hell is a Sawzall? Is that like a swizzle? Is that like... <laughs> a swizzle stick? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I don't know what the, the hell they're talking about right now. They, they, they have uh, broadswords down there. Ah, yes. I you, see. You, you saw Lord of the yes. Rings. Yeah. It's a stab all. And both. Yeah. My ass. A slash all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I learned uh, from Dr. Oz uh, all about savaging. See, I was already <laughs> See, an expert. See, Sam didn't have point. to learn that. He was already an expert. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, yeah. There we go. I was already an expert at that point, so yeah. I also learned uh, every movie can lose just, just a pinch of Bokeem Woodbine. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, other, the other thing that I sort of learned from this film is it doesn't necessarily... Like, Every time you look at a film's runtime and you see 90 minutes, you think, oh. And then when you see under 90 minutes, you think, oh, uh-oh. And this sort of proves that just because a film's under 90 minutes doesn't mean that it's bad. You know, what we do in The Shadows is another yeah. film that's about an hour 17. And then this film's an hour 23, I think. So, yeah. Sometimes yeah. they go for the right amount of time. I'd prefer this film be as it is than if they'd added seven minutes of just filler, you know? Yeah, yeah, Neville Dean and Taylor, they definitely cut out all the bullshit. I, I think yeah. their longest movie is Ghost Rider 2, and it's like, yeah, like like an hour 32 or something like that. Yes, I, I can confirm, I think it's chase. an hour 31, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure you can watch both Crank movies in like two hours and five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we need to uh, load them into our clouds so that when we are ever able to travel, we can just like watch them while we're at the airport before our flight. Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Sam, thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned From Movies. Uh, I understand you also have a podcast. I do. I absolutely do. I mentioned at the start of the uh, podcast, I am the host and uh, pretty much the brains behind the operation that is Movie Reviews and 20Qs. <laughs> As I mentioned, a show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. If you go into your podcast app that you're on now and search Movie Reviews in, we're probably the first one to pop up. But if you follow it through with the two zero, as in the numbers, not writing out the word 20, then you should find us. And if you love these guys, and of course you would because you're listening to this episode, these guys are on our recent episode of The Wicker Man, which is either out or coming out. I'm not too sure. Yeah. This one should be out, uh, I think, next week or something. So, nice. yeah. Yeah, it should be out around the same time. Yeah, good call. Yep. And, uh, and I understand you have a uh, Patreon uh, page as well that uh, people should definitely go to and throw a couple bucks your way because, you know, you got a little daughter to think about. you got to 
going to make ends meet. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. And uh, American dollars down here is like is like winning the lottery for us. So one American dollar buys us about seven <laughs> houses. So you know, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty pretty good. Anyone that goes on there and supports us, we uh, we've got a Patreon. We sort of try to release our episodes early to our patrons if we have them edited early, depending on uh, baby, basically. And yeah, once a month we throw it out there to one of our patrons and say, hey, do you want to pick us a movie for us to review? Because typically we only do popular movies on our main show and on our Patreon we do any movie that anybody can think of and so for instance we mentioned Nicolas Cage's film Inconceivable we did that recently for one of our Patreons Emily and uh, spoiler alert but it's probably one of the lowest reviewed movies I've ever I've ever scored <laughs> on a movie I, w- I was waiting for a negative score based on I, the answers you were given for that absolutely one. <laughs> I, Steve we gotta recommend Trespass Trespass oh Trespass oh is that the one with Nicole Kidman yep. yeah yeah oh yeah okay so if that got reviewed oh that'd be up there Oh shit, that'd be up there. I think, I think Left Behind would probably definitely get a negative review, and I think Trespass oh. would be roughly around the same as Inconceivable. They're both interesting films, is the best way to describe them. <laughs> Left Behind, out of ten thousand raptures, yeah, no, um, yeah. <laughs> negative twenty thousand raptures, probably one of the least favorite films I've watched in the last ten years. Oh, nice. Well, yeah, so check out movie, <clears throat> excuse me, movie reviews and 20 cues. Uh, babe, are you on social media at all? I am. You can find me pretty much everywhere at Untidy Venus. It's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I got all kinds of stuff. Uh, right now in Nick August Cage, I'm having a great big sale over in my shop. 20% off of everything. Orders over $35 ship free in the U.S. And uh, orders over $35, I believe, get a discount internationally. Yeah, I have just started putting putting up uh, tea towels if you're looking to okay. consume less paper towels uh they're basically what they call like flower sack towels it's nice thin 100 percent cotton some of them i've block printed some of them i've tie-dyed they're awesome need to clean up some uh baby spit or cat puke off the floor just wipe it up t- toss it in the wash need to cover your bread while it's rising throw a tea towel over it need to wipe the dishes dry throw a tea towel over it, it they're great we we only go through like Maybe a dozen paper towels in a year anymore? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, oh, awesome. wow. they're great. And these ones are, uh, all, the, all the printing and uh, coloring I do, it's absolutely washer safe. Wash them, dry them. I use ring spun cotton, so it's got a little bit of a texture to it. So if it gets wrinkled, doesn't even matter. It's already got some texture to it. Plus, uh, the ring spinning makes each fiber stronger. It's a, it's a th- better way of, sorry, spinning the thread to make the the tea towels in general so yeah they're super tough they're ready to be used awesome and of course you you hit us up at everything i learned from movies at eilf movies on twitter facebook and instagram uh we're also uh, in a couple weeks are going to be part of a couple uh couple virtual expos uh comic expos so uh come check us out uh i think they're both actually the weekend of september 11th so never Never forget forget. uh oh wow uh, we're still working out the exact details of like when we're going to be on uh but i think it's the history of bad expos the history of bad ideas podcast is put together (laughs) i don't care what they call it we're going to call it that forever and uh utah remote con uh but yeah more on that later Yeah, until next time, though, I'm Steve. I'm Izzy. And I'm Sam. And this is Everything Everything I Learned from Movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Bye, everybody.